Alrighty, everybody. Good morning, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Week number five, and it's time, Wiz, for those prop bets and game lines, which we've been having a really good run on. I'm not even sure you realize how good your run is at this point in time. Uh, it's tremendous. Uh, I'm a little bit slacking, but still a tremendous winning percentage. Uh, both of us are well over 60%, which is uh, what you need to do to be a successful uh, better and uh, a good start, Wiz. So hopefully it continues in week five. Yeah, I mean, if people have been playing like two-unit plays, double, I mean, the record is is extremely strong uh, that, I've, that I've had, especially with the game lines. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, doing well, and hopefully we'll uh, keep it rolling here. Yep, absolutely. And uh, like I said, week number five began last night. Rams, uh, Seahawks, we got both of our picks right last night in that game. Uh, but we're moving on to the regular action, the full slate of action on Sunday and Monday. And, uh, Wiz, how about game lines this week? I have two game lines that I'm looking at this week. How many games are you looking at? Yeah, I have three uh, in total um, as far as games and unders and overs, sides and unders and overs. So I have three. Uh, so would you like me to go first, or do you want to take it? Yeah, I want you to go first. I have a ton of prop bets this week. Maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. But uh, we'll go over that in, in the second uh, part of this podcast. But, yeah, let's start with you and your game lines this week. Yeah, so I, the way I've been doing it is, you know, I've been picking a few games every week, somewhere probably between two and four every week, and one of which is just a line that just does not seem right to me. Uh, and I, I've been four for four with those specific games. So there are three games that I love this week in total. Um, start with the one that I think the line is wrong. Carolinas at home, three and one versus the Eagles. Uh, who are playing at Carolina one and three, and the line is only three points right now. Uh, I took the I took the Eagles plus three and a half yesterday. I saw that the line moved after that down to three points. Uh, that line is just seems way way wrong to me. So just I just feel that um, I want to take the Eagles in this game. Uh, I've been doing pretty well with trying to like. Uh, sift out these wrong lines. So the first one is the Eagles plus three and a half or three, whatever the line is right now. Either way, I think they're going to win the game. The next one is the Cleveland Browns plus two over the Chargers. Um, the Chargers are unable to stop anyone on the run, uh, running the ball against them. As I mentioned, Gibson got them. The Cowboys duo Pollard and, and, and Zeke Elliott gashed them. Uh, Clyde Edwards lair 100 yards. This is a terrible matchup for the Chargers. They're going to ground and pound them uh, when the Browns have the ball. And then Herbert does not do well under pressure. I think he's going to be under pressure the entire game. I love the Cleveland Browns plus two. And my last game is Washington's defense has basically been humiliated this year. The last three games, they've given up 30 points. Uh, I think they're going to play a much, much stronger game at home against the Saints. You can't run the ball against the Saints, so I think the Saints are going to make kind of Washington one-dimensional. All of that leads to an under. It's down to 43-and-a-half. I'm still loving it. Washington and the Saints under 43-and-a-half is my third game that I absolutely love this week. Two wow. units on all three of those games. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Aggressive. Uh, very aggressive. Okay. I, I don't have the same, like, two-unit view on, on the two games that I picked this week in the game lines, um, but I do like both of these games, and you mentioned the Washington football team against the New Orleans Saints. I agree with you. First off, New Orleans is a very different team 
on artificial turf uh, on artificial turf versus natural surfaces. So there'll be outdoors, natural surface in Washington. Washington comes off that big win last week against the Falcons. Uh, Tyler Henneke's heroics late in that game. Um, I know Gibson's a little bit banged up, but I think this defense is it, it has been kind of embarrassed by its start. And I think they're licking their chops when they see Jameis Winston coming to town. And uh, I, I see a big game from this defense. And Washington football team is getting two and a half points at home. I'd say they win this game outright. So uh, I like the Washington football team getting two and a half points against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, and the other game I like, uh, and it's interesting, the game has moved a little bit uh, in my direction. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, but Arizona is home against San Francisco. I don't think this is a particularly good San Francisco defense. I, I know they gave Russell Wilson tr- trouble last week at the start. Uh, Kyler Murray is a little bit more elusive than, than Russell Wilson, younger guy, and he, d- he is just a little bit more elusive. And I find, he, you know, I mentioned that I thought DeAndre Hopkins was going to have a good game. This is not a good secondary. San Francisco's secondary is bad. Um, Kyler Murray is going to run roughshod over this team this week. I know Trey Lance is going to be playing for the San Francisco, and I'm very curious to see what happens. Now, Arizona may ha- may want to get you know guys involved on, on the past attack you know to make life a little bit more difficult, like they did in Week One against Tennessee, where they just drove uh, Ryan Tannehill crazy, sacking him a bunch of times. Chandler Jones having five sacks in Week One, uh, but I love Arizona in this game, laying four points against the San Francisco 49ers. Wiz. So both of these games are just one unit plays here. Yeah, that is correct. One unit plays for both of them. Are you concerned that this line is is, is going down? It's, it's down to four points of this this morning. Uh, what do you make of that? Yeah, I, I think the Trey Lance factor is behind that. I really do. I think I think people are excited about that. I think that's the thing that's the momentum that's pushing it that way. Um, you know, San Francisco does have a lot of issues with that running game as well. It's not necessarily easy to figure out how they're going to do it. They don't have full confidence in Trey Sermon, although he had a pretty good ball game last time. Elijah Mitchell looks like he's going to give it a go. I still worry about a rookie quarterback, Wiz, and they're playing in Arizona. So, And Chandler Jones, like I said, has been known to wreak havoc in certain games. I'm very surprised that it's moving in the direction it is moving in, but I think that's the Trey Lance factor. People are excited about that, but I'm going with the more established guy in Kyla Murray and the red hot Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Are you ready to move to player props? Uh, yes, I am, Wiz. So I think we had a different view of the player props this week. I found it just extremely difficult to come up with ones that I just felt so, so confident. But you, when we had a conversation, you know, um, you said you had a bunch of them. So I'm very interested to hear. Uh, what you have, what creative you, ideas you have, and the people that are following the Guru's uh, prop plays, uh, I'm sure they'll be interested as well. But for me, I found it a little more difficult this week. Uh, there are two that I like, and there's one that I just absolutely love, of course. Uh, I was looking at one with Matt Ryan, but Calvin Ridley not playing. I'm just not going to mess around with that one. So I'm going to take the two that I like and the one that I love. The two that I like... Um, the Bears have had difficulty covering inside receivers uh, for the first four games this year. Uh, Tyler Boyd had seven catches against them. Uh, this past week, Amon St. Brown had seven catches against them. Um, I'm going to go 
we and Cooper Cup uh, got them a Cooper Cup get, get, has gotten everyone this year in the first week. Um, and Hunter Renfro over four and a half receptions to me makes a world of sense. So I'm going to go Hunter Renfro over four and a half receptions. My second one is the Sunday night game, uh, Kansas City and the Bills uh, last year. Josh Allen ran the ball, I think, for 45 yards and maybe 80 yards against them. The under and over is, I think, 33 and a half or 34 and a half. Josh Allen rushing yards. I think he is going to play this game like, you know, like this is a Super Bowl to him. This is a really big game for Buffalo to try and maybe make people think that they are the top dog in the AFC. So I'm going to go Josh Allen over rushing yards. 33 and a half or 34 and a half, wherever it sits now. And the one that I love, everyone who's listening to these podcasts know it's coming. Derrick Henry on the road. The under and over on his rushing total is 114 and a half right now. I don't care what it is. It's going over. It hasn't failed in over a year. And that one's going to keep going. This is my two-unit prop of the day. Derrick Henry over 114 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, I can't disagree with Henry. I think the Renfro, you know, you and I talked a lot about this last year. We felt that the usage of Henry, uh, sorry, usage of Renfro was extremely questionable. And this year, it seems like the, uh, the Raiders have decided to actually use the player in a proper fashion. And he's become an integral part of the offense. By the way, they don't necessarily run the ball particularly well. Kenyon Drake has been a zero at running back and guys are cutting them all over the place. So Renfro is a, it, it kind of like Beasley in, in the, in the Buffalo offense. I think that's becoming, you know, kind of his role in this offense was. That point is a hundred percent right on. It's a terrific point. They're using Hunter Renfro as an extension of their running game. Their offensive line is below average. Their top running back can't stay on the field. That short passing game is what they like to do. And the bears give up those slot receiver uh you know catches so it makes all the sense in the world for me but uh that's all i have and uh, i'm very interested i know you got a bunch of them so i'm interested to see uh what you love this week yeah I, look i saw so a lot of these were put in I, I i put in a lot of these bets already some of them some of the lines have moved so i'm giving the lines of kind of where where they were when i put them in um but i'm very intrigued but i'm gonna just start off with the the one pick that i think is an absolute slam dunk for this week i already mentioned deandre hopkins in the last podcast in my DraftKings rankings but 76 and a half yards i see this as being a very big ball game for deandre hopkins I know Murray has kind of been sprinkling the ball around a, a lot uh, with the different weapons that he has in this offense, but I think Hopkins d- can't be stopped by any of those secondary players for the San Francisco 49ers. So 76 and a half, that's my two-unit play this week over DeAndre Hopkins. So I wanted to just get that, that one. one. Is, um, yep, yep, that yeah. one right now sits at uh, 77 and a half. So I'm just going to you know, tell the people out there who are going to follow you, uh, you know, the way it's moved. But so it's 77 half, and I'm sure you're still certainly recommending that as a two-unit play, even at 77 Yeah, that's correct. I see him over 100, big game, probably a couple of touchdowns, that sort of thing. I just think this is, this is you know, a, a lot of people are very frustrated. You drafted DeAndre Hopkins probably, you know, as a number one wide receiver somewhere in the top 15 picks in a snake draft, and you certainly paid up for it in an auction draft. Uh, it's not been rewarded thus far, and this week you will be rewarded. All right, so let's. Move. I'm going to take it position by position. I've got a lot of quarterback um, uh, props this week, Wiz. So I maybe call me jumping on the bandwagon last week. It seems like the Jets figured out what to do. They go over to London this week against Atlanta. The Falcons are not necessarily a potent uh, defensive team, uh, but Zach Wilson 
over one and a half touchdowns. This is not necessarily a team that wants to punch the ball in the end zone a lot, but I like Zach Wilson throwing a couple of touchdowns in this ball game, having a security blanket, a crowder in this game. The rapport with Corey Davis is there, uh, but I think Zach Wilson looked more and more comfortable, like the Giants did in a couple of weeks prior, where they had Zach Wilson moving around much more in this in, in last week's game. I think you'll see it again in this game. Over one and a half touchdowns for Zach Wilson. Uh, I mentioned Joe Burrow in the last podcast. Uh, Joe Burrow, uh, without Joe Mixon, that's the, uh, that's my perception that Joe Mixon does not play. Uh, the best secondary player on the Green Bay Packers will not be available. I think this would be a relatively high-scoring game. Joe Burrow impressed me last week. 269 and a half, you're going to be reliant on Joe Burrow's arm in this one. T. Higgins will be back. Uh, you know, It looks like he found a little bit of a new weapon last week in C.J. Ozuma. So I like Joe Burrow this week, 269 and a half yards passing the over in that one. Uh, and then a couple of unders at the quarterback position. Uh, talked about the Washington football team. I think they're going to definitely win this game against the Saints. I think life is going to be made very miserable for Jameis Winston on the road. Uh, this line, when I put it in, was at 204.5. I took the under on Jameis Winston yardage for the ball game. It's moved south of 200. Last I looked, it was at 197.5, Wiz. Maybe you could corroborate that for me. But that's, where, that's where I last saw it. But I'm taking the under on Jameis Winston. And look, I think the Raiders last week actually did a pretty good job of containing Justin Herbert. Uh, Max Crosby is playing particularly well. The pass rush, the Raider pass rush and the Raider defense is actually playing fairly decently. I just don't trust the Bear situation. No Montgomery in this game. Uh, but I'm going to go with the under on Justin Fields, 215 and a half yards. I'm taking the under there, Wiz. Yeah, that one's at 213 and a half now. The the. Winston one is correct. It's at one ninety seven and a half, and the Joe Burrow one moved up a yard to two seventy and a half. So uh, everyone should know exactly where the odds are at uh, currently as we're doing this podcast. Okay, terrific, Wiz. And let's go with the running backs. I mentioned James Robinson. Uh, I like the total yardage, James Robinson. I think again he'll be a focal point. They got him very involved last week. Eighty three and a half yards total against Tennessee. Tennessee is not a good defensive football team. So I like the over combined rushing and receiving yards for James Robinson at 83 and a half. I talked about fading Aaron Jones. He comes into this game a little banged up. Last week, they decided to get A.J. Dillon involved. And the yardage, when uh, when I saw the bet, when I put the bet in, it was over 28 and a half yards for A.J. Dillon. I think he'll be much more involved in this particular ball game. I took the over A.J. Dillon, 29 and a half yards. I think Kyler Murray, like I said, will be active in this ball game against San Francisco. His rushing total, over 31 and a half. By the way, he's been over that yardage total each and every time he's played against San Francisco. So I like the over 31 and a half uh, for Kyler Murray in this game that came uh, with the, with the rushing totals. Yeah. Um, Dylan. Yeah. James Robinson is remains at 83 and a half. AJ Dylan remains at 28 and a half. And the, and the interesting one is I gave the Kyler Murray a long, long, hard look at this one. I eventually decided just to pass, but, I was very, very close to pulling the trigger and joining you uh, on that as well. So I could definitely see where you're coming from that. He uh, had two two great rushing totals against the 49ers last year. And uh, anytime you have a, a quarterback that could run against a pass rush that is going to be looking to get after the quarterback in an aggressive way, it lends itself to that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely see where you're coming from in that. Uh, Kyler Murray at sitting at 31 and a half. Okay, and at the receiving positions, uh, or, you know, it includes tight ends here or, or, or receiving yardage, if you will, um, 
I, I'm very excited for that game on Sunday night. Uh, Stefan Diggs is another one of these players that's been relatively quiet. Uh, I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair, and I love both the over in receptions and yardage for Stefan Diggs. I know Josh Allen has gotten everybody else involved this year, uh, including his tight end, Dawson Knox. Uh, but I like seven and a half over receptions for Stefan Diggs, 87 and a half. I think they, they really like the prime time, these guys. I'm excited to see what they can do in this particular ball game. I mentioned that Miami Dolphin rushing game has been appalling and kind of like the way the Houston, sorry, the uh, Las, Las Vegas Raiders have started to use uh, Hunter Renfro. I think Jalen Waddle will be the beneficiary of kind of those short passes around, around the line of scrimmage. Uh, and I like Jalen Waddle over four and a half receptions in this ballgame was as well. And the other one that I like, and I mentioned Zach Ertz uh, in the last podcast, but 27 yards, two and a half receptions. Seems like every time he's on the field, Jalen Hurts is looking at him. He's on the field a lot less than Dallas Goddard is, but those totals seem obscenely low. The last two weeks, he has eclipsed both of those numbers very easily. Uh, Zach Ertz has definitely been a thorn in Dallas Goddard's side. He's on the field a lot. This is not exactly an elite receiving group, uh, but I think Zach Ertz, over two and a half catches, 27 yards. I like the overs on both of those, Wiz. Wow, yeah, I'm just looking, uh, Zach Ertz remains at two and a half receptions, and uh, Zach Ertz is 28 and a half uh, yards now, so as far as just to, let's just uh, clarify here, the Hopkins is two units, and then every other play is one unit. That is correct. Wow, somebody's count this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Eight double on digs is ten. Um, Waddle is eleven, and double on Earth is thirteen. Yeah, I was. Uh, that's what I was mentioning. I was having a little bit of a difficult time uh, with the player props, but it looks like you were really um, had had some clear vision here with these player props. You really came up with the most that you've uh, come up with this season, and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll see how it pans out. Uh, so far, so good for the year. There's no question about that. Yeah, and again, like you know, I, I you know, I'm curious too, given the the reasoning that I've tried to give around both uh, around all of these picks is there is there any any reasoning that i'm giving that you can refute or rebut against i'm just kind of curious when you when no, you i think uh, no i think to your point not only you were talking about burrow i mean i, I certainly wasn't going to interrupt you you know after each prop pick you like but you know, the point about Jaro burrow is even you know is, is kevin king i think is going to miss the game so you mentioned their top cornerback they may very well be without they're two starting cornerbacks in this game. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I understand. You know, I looked at some of these props. The one that out of all the ones that you played that I came closest to joining you was on uh, Kyla Murray. I just didn't like the line was moving down in that game. I don't know. I just had a, a you know, an odd feeling about the game. But I was also uh, close to pulling that one um, with you. And uh, it, it looks like Urban Meyer has realized that James Robinson is one heck of a football player um, and he's going to stop this ridiculous timeshare with Carlos Hyde. So the volume, I think, puts Robinson in a good one to hit the – to hit the over. I don't even understand why the Fields one is so high at 213.5. I never would have predicted that. I would have thought that would have been kind of like where Winston is, around 195 or something like that. I, I think that is high. So if I was going to play that one, I would have, uh, you know, joined you on the other. And then, you know, the other ones, you know, you, you like. I don't have an opinion on them, but um, hopefully uh, you, uh, you hit every single one of them. Uh, so we'll see how it plays out for the people listening that are following and wagering on these things that we 
have advised them or guided them. You know, they've done very, very, very well so far, and uh, hopefully uh, they'll, you know, they'll they'll continue. But I, I think the good thing is that you clearly make that Hopkins is your you know, your best ones over the people that don't want to play 13 props that are just looking to play a couple first and foremost, you are recommending Hopkins. Yep. That is correct. You know, it's interesting too, is because I felt last week in that Monday night game, going back to the, the Justin Fields story, you know, last week, Herbert, I think had around 225, 230 yards or so. And as I said, I think the Raider defense is much improved this year. Max Crosby is just you know, he's been a one-man wrecking crew up front. Uh, pr- probably the one guy that kind of stands out on that defense. Uh, but they're playing well, and um, and their secondary has improved also. So, uh, yeah, I, I was shocked at that line. Do you know I actually took a look at another line? I, I missed it. It moved so fast. Do you know that... that uh, the, the kid Mills from uh, from Houston, the initial line that came out, this is why you got to look at this stuff at the beginning of the week. I couldn't even believe where the line was. Mills was at 210 and a half was the starting line for him, his passing yards against New England this week. I The last time I looked, it was down to 195 or so. Uh, you, you can double, I'm not looking at it right now. Um, but I was just kind of shocked at that, uh, that that was that that high. I didn't pull the trigger. It was too early in the week when I first took a glance at it. And I, it, I, I definitely think it's around 195 right now. Yeah, I mean, from where these things open up, uh, I think, you know, they they adjust on where the action comes in. I think some of their lines are a little off uh, when they when they, when they they start them off. I, I know the Russell Wilson, I was waiting for that one to come out to play the under, which we talked about in the podcast for the Thursday night game. And uh, it, it opened up, I think, around 274 and a half. Uh, we got the play in at uh, 272 and a half, I think. And then um, the line was like 266, 267 come game time. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think these opening lines, you can kind of catch them if you're paying attention and you have a strong conviction and do your preparations uh, when these lines come out. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the one thing I'd say about these lines was because it's such a new and and and, and novelty thing. You know, this wasn't around five years ago, right? This is this is this is a brand new kind of world that we've entered. So for the for the odds makers, I think the job, especially. Hey, look, I view this from a fantasy lens as well, and as as well as a football lens. We try to give reasoning, uh, especially to, you know looking how a game game uh, script will go. I think it's really challenging for these lines to kind of be established. Whereas you know the history of of lines making for football games is has been around for such a long time. So I think there's there's a lot more inefficiency in these player prop markets. Yeah, there really is. I mean, when you know, there's a lot of analytics that go into things nowadays, and you know, there's a long history of these lines and unders and overs. But there's a lot more that goes into these player props. Uh, one of the things that I know you and I like to look at are snap snap counts and how much a player is is involved in the offense. And I just think that it's an important factor because if you have a player whose playing time is ascending, you could probably get a good value on a line. And then conversely, uh, on, a, on a player whose snap count and playing time is descending, you could look at it the other way. So there are just a lot of things that go into the player prop and prep, you know, preparation and research that we're looking into that I think is difficult for people who are setting the lines to take into account. Yeah, and it's the one thing when I when I looked at the AJ Dillon line initially, like, look, you got a player like Aaron Jones coming into this game a little bit nicked up. It's very clear last week that 
Uh, A.J. Dillon, they wanted to establish him a lot more. That was They were kind of alternating series last week. Well, you know like when games are going to get closed in Green Bay, uh, you know, in a lot of these ball games. I'm not saying that Green Bay is going to dominate this game and, and A.J. Dillon is going to close it out. But there was a lot of thinking that went into that. And I think that's a possibility in this ball game. You know, Green Bay is favored in the game. But A.J., I just thought that yardage total, given a player was a little bit nicked up coming in, was a little bit low on an A.J. Dillon. I feel his usage will be a lot. Now, can I see A.J. Dillon touching the ball at least 10 times in this ballgame? Yeah, I absolutely can. I absolutely can. And that's kind of the way I thought about the, the wager that I made. Yeah, no, there's, there's no question about it. I just feel like playing time, snap count, and how much usage a player is getting in a particular game uh, is, is, is just such a key element into all of this uh, that it's, sometimes it's difficult for people setting the line to take that into account. But, um, you know, you got to remember there's, there's an extra game this year and they're not going to want to wear out their players. And uh, in some situations, the second guy, and I think A.J. Dillon is a perfect example of that, uh, a player that, you know, the line could be way off based on the perception that he's just a guy that comes in the game when Aaron Jones is tired. I don't think that's the case at all. And uh, I think if in game scripts where the Packers have the lead, you're going to see more and more and more of A.J. Dillon as the Packers try and close out games. Yeah, no question about that. No question at all. And I think your point on injuries, and we're seeing this already, and we've kind of tried to warn people about kind of how they spend their fab money in these leagues. We, and, and you know, the way uh, teams are using the IR rule where you're taking players out of commission for three weeks and everything, this is going to become a big part of the rest of the season. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of action, uh, you know, when it comes to waiver wires and player usage and all that sort of stuff. So... But Wiz, uh, you are as hot as they come when it comes to this stuff, and you, you love your game lines this week. So I think that's the to me that's the thing that I think pe- people should be focusing on. You, you got a hot hand, you ride it. I think you you, you zig when other people zag, certainly, and uh, it's certainly been a fantastic start. And hopefully, people are paying attention and enjoying this podcast. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you want to do well to people and, and, and the comments that we've received and I get is just, it, it's been tremendous. It makes me feel good and I'm, I'm happy uh, that I'm, you know, making other people money following us on, on the, you know, the wagering and helping people in fantasy football as well. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to keep riding the Derrick Henry bandwagon on the road. It hasn't missed in a year plus. So let's hope we keep it going. All right, Wiz. Well, good luck this week. Enjoy the action. We'll be back next week to wrap up and talk waivers and repeat the whole process again. But make sure you're listening on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Wiz, great weekend. Enjoy the games. Good luck. And I will speak to you next week. You got it.